Welcome to Bible Education Institute. My name is Reverend Henry Kelly. Today, we're, we are going to continue in the New Testament. And we are in the book of First Peter. And the topic for these, or the titles on these, will be Praise to God for a Living Hope. A Living Hope. And hope is very, very important because we all need it to just continue. And this, the world in which we live in is a fallen world. So there's a lot of evil. And sometimes it can get very discouraging. But that's why we need to put our trust in Christ alone. Put our trust in God. Because he's the one that can carry you through, you know. So before I get into the first Peter in chapter one, I'm going to read what the Bible is. I like to do this on a regular basis so that we have something tangible to have as a, a recourse in answering, you know, people's questions or your own questions. Because uh, there's a lot of people who believe a lot of different things. And in this day and age in which we live currently, There's a lot of people that's going against God. They're rejecting the Bible. They're rejecting, you know, what's because uh, the Bible has been around since man began. Or that is, God is God created us, so He's always been there. And from the time of the Old Testament, there's been those that have written down what has transpired, and it's always by the inspiration of God, and and that's the Old and New Testament. So I'm going to tell you what the Bible is, and you can always go back and uh, rewind it and and write it down or whatever. But it's good to know. And I've got I got this from Vodi Bakum. Can it says the Bible, a reliable collection of historical documents, written by eyewitnesses during the time of other eyewitnesses. Forty authors, sixty-six volumes of books, a span of fifteen hundred years in three continents: Asia, Africa, and Europe. Written in three languages, mainly Hebrew and Greek, a little in Aramaic. Hundreds of subjects and topics. And this is very, very good because it's just, it's a proof of the Bible. Okay, so let's begin. In the New Testament book of First Peter, I'm going to be using the NIV, New International Version, just to make things easy. As I said in the past, I love the King James Version, but also use the NIV uh, because these uh, uh, these uh, versions of the Bible that I use was directly translated from the Greek and Hebrew. And that is the NIV, the International Version. <clears throat> uh the NLT, the New Living Translation, and the ESV, the English Standard Version. Those are the ones I kind of go to the most. There's a couple others, too, that's that was translated from that. But these are the ones I kind of go to. You have to be careful. Uh, I think there's one called The Message. It's a lot of literary, or it's been, you know... Uh, I don't think it was actually um, uh, transferred 
from the Hebrew and Greek by uh, Hebrew and Greek scholars. You know, normally you have Hebrew and, Hebrew and Greek scholars who are translated to the modern language, but it's a team, and so they debate everything and make sure that what they're putting in there is correct as much as possible. So, so let's continue. First Peter chapter 1. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to God's elect exiles scattered throughout the provinces of Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, verse 2, who have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, through the sanctifying work of the Spirit, to be obedient to Jesus Christ and sprinkle with his blood. Grace and peace be yours in abundance. Let's, this is a very important area. Let's go back over to verse 2. And it says, Who have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, through the sanctifying work of the Spirit, to be obedient to Jesus Christ and sprinkle with his blood. So, um, who have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God, the Father. Because God is sovereign, and that means that he can do whatever, however. He's in control, we are not. We need him, he doesn't need us. He created us because he wanted to, um, to have someone to commune with. So it says, chosen according to the foreknowledge of God. And like I said previously... God's sovereign, he's in control, he knows everything. And and according to scripture, it says, um, he chose us from the foundation of the world. So that means he chose those that that um, were going to be saved. And I know some people have a hard time understanding that. But it's like he knows those that will come to him. I mean, it's just, the way it is. God knows everything, you know. God is not surprised about anything that goes on in the world. God is not surprised about what we do. He already knows. He created us, you know. That's why if you really think about it, he still loves us in spite of ourselves, in spite of all our bad thoughts, um, you know, uh, bad, you know, mistakes we make and all that. And he still loves us and he wants us to come to him. And that's why the Bible says that unless... God draws you, you can't come to his knowledge. So he's he's drawing you, you know. And I know some people say, well, well, if God has already chosen those from the foundation of the world, then what about the other people? Well, you know, God is God. And that's how you have to leave it. God is God. And he knows all, and that's just the way it is. And it some people can understand it. Some people may have a long may have a long time to get there, and some people may never quite understand it. That's why it's called faith. You know, you put your trust in Christ. You know, you put your trust in God, and um, then you start serving God because He's in control. And if we don't go His way, then we're not going at all. I mean, you can live any way you want to here, or whatever. But if you want to go to heaven and be with him, 
then you have to go the way he says. And he says, hey, we've broken God's moral law, the Ten Commandments, right? You break one, you break them all. So therefore, we're guilty and on our way to hell. Unless we come, humble ourselves, as 1 Corinthians chapter 1 talks about, that you have to humble yourself. So unless we humble ourselves before God and say, Lord, I know I'm guilty. You're my creator. I want to be with you in heaven. So you humble yourself and say, Lord, forgive me for all my sins. And I repent of all my sins. And I put my trust in you alone, Jesus. In Christ alone. Because we got to go his way. Um, he says that no one comes to the Father but by me, that's what Jesus says. So it's like, you know, that's why you got to humble yourself before God. You know, you can't just do whatever and say, well, that's not fair. You know, well, what part of life is fair? You ever think about it? We need to critically think. You know, I'm going to use this little bit of time to while we're going through these scriptures and just, you know, just just give you something to think about. Um, life isn't fair. So it's like we expect God to be fair. God is fair because God is the judge of the universe. He's the creator of everything. He's the knowledge of everything. He knows everything. He is everything. He's sovereign. He's God. He does whatever because he's God. You know, if I'm not mistaken, in Exodus chapter 4, 11, I think, it says there that uh, he also made the dumb and the blind and the cripple and all that for his purposes, you know? So, but the thing is, we keep, we do what God says, right? It's like it says in Matthew chapter 28, verse 19 through 20, it says, go out into all the world and teach and baptize, right? And so, I've spoke to people that believe in that God has a wonderful plan for you, really? Well, what about if God has a, if that gospel, God has a wonderful plan, is true, which it's not. Because that was, that wasn't introduced until like the late 1800s. Before that, that's not, before that it was, uh, they went by the Bible and so what, what they call reform now, like a reform or what's the other thing? Um, the Calvinist or whatever or Reformed that was just how it was because that's truth this new stuff that's come along and uh uh the whole thing's wrong because it doesn't match what the Bible says at all but um and some of you here may get upset with it whatever but I'm just giving you truth man you know um but anyways we need to think, you know, there is nothing fair. The only thing fair is God. We can't see it because we're in sin. We're all fallen. We're in sin. So we're not going to think like God does. God is holy and mighty. And, and, and as in some of the, um, some of the writings of the, of the previous generation, like from the 1700, 1600s, 1700s stuff, they'll say, you know, God is terrible, meaning that, that he's holy and mighty. You know, it was just a word they used back then. Thought that he's terrible in the negative sense, but he's terrible for being um, holy and mighty and, 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 you know, and everything. But see, we, we've been, the gospel has been so watered down. But when you really get into the Bible 
read and study, you know, to study the Word of God while you're praying, seeking God, reading it. When you don't understand it, you ask God and He'll He'll reveal it to you. Um, but you got to stay in the Word. There's so many different Gospels out, especially in America. They have the the name it and claim it, uh, blab it and grab it or whatever, you know, called Prosperity Gospel where it's all about money and stuff. And they twist Scripture like one that says... Um, like one that says, but his stripes were healed, right? And they're saying, oh, you're healed from poverty. Oh, you heard from, God's going to heal you of everything. And no, it's spiritual healing, spiritual healing. Jesus went on the cross to pay for our debt that we couldn't pay because he was holy and we are not. So therefore, now we can come because of Jesus Christ and him going on the cross and then ra being raised on the third day is important because that means he took the victory, but we have to go his way. See, we can come by faith believing now because we couldn't pay that debt. We're already guilty. But with Jesus and his blood supernaturally cleanses us so that we can go in, into the kingdom of God, which is heaven, because nothing sinful will enter into heaven. So I'm giving you some stake today, some serious stuff, you know, because that's what Bible Education Institute is all about, is making the Bible simple to understand, but also to encourage you to read and study the Bible and pray, you know, talk to God. That's what praying is, talking to God, you know, and learning to sacrifice yourself instead of always wanting something. You know, say, God, what can I do for you? Help me to serve you in whatever way that I can, you know, and get serious with God. Find a good Bible-believing church. I know it's hard these days, but find a good Bible-believing teaching church, preferably a Reformed church, you know, or that has the Calvinist way because and people are very confused on that. It's, Calvinism is just what the Bible says, and it also is, uh, uh, John Calvin, um, he said that that we need to understand the depravity of man. We're depraved human beings, you know. We're not all wonderful and all this stuff. And and Jesus is just going to fly down and just you know carry us over because we're so one no no, that's not it at all. We're sinners on our way to hell in need of a savior, and we have to understand that. Remember, God doesn't need us. We need him. You know, he wanted to, to, he created us to have communion with us, but of course we messed up. You know, Adam and Eve messed up. And now we have, we live in a fallen world because of the disobedience of Adam and Eve. Yes, Eve disobeyed first and then uh, then Adam, but it is what it is. And when you go by the what the Bible says, the living order then society works. Right now, society's messed up because we want to go our own way instead of following the Bible as we were doing before, especially in America and those countries that we're serving that were going by the Bible. Okay, I got way off of there, but now let's continue. Uh, we're going to go to verse 3 of First Peter chapter 1. And on this section, the title is Praise to God for a Living Hope. 
Let's continue. Verse 3. Praise be to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Verse 4. And into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you, verse 5, who through faith are, yielded, are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. Verse 6, in all this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials, verse 7. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith, of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, So they have to fire gold to make it pure, you know, and get it hot, hot. And this, for our faith in the King James, it says, it's by the trying of our faith that makes it pure. And that's what it's saying here. Let me go back. Verse 7, these have come so that the, the proven genuineness of your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire. So our faith is even more important than gold. And it says, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Verse 8, though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. Verse 9, for you are receiving the end of Result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Verse 10, concerning this salvation, the prophets who spoke of the grace that was to come to you searched intently and with the greatest care. Verse 11, trying to find out the time and circumstances to which the Spirit of Christ in them was pointing when he pre predicted the sufferings of the Messiah and the glories that would follow. Verse 12, it was revealed to them that they were not serving themselves but you when they spoke of the things that have now been told you by those who have preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. Even angels long to look into these things. Going down uh, verse 13, in this section the title is Be Holy. Therefore, with minds that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. Verse 14, as obedient children, do not conform to the devil's or to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. Verse 15, but just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. Uh, verse 16, for it is written, be holy because I am holy. Verse 17, since you call on a father who judges each person's work and partially live out your time as foreigners here in reverent fear. Verse 18, for you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your ancestors. Verse 19, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. Verse 20, he was chosen before the creation of the world, 
but was revealed in these last times for your sake. Verse 21, through him you believe in God who, who raised him from the dead and glorified him and so your faith and hope are in God. Verse 22, now that you have purified yourselves by obeying the truth so that you have sincere love for each each other, love one another deeply from the heart. Verse 23, for you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and enduring word of God. Verse 24, for all people are like grass and all their glory is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of the Lord endures forever. And we will close on that one. I found this to be very enlightening, very, very, very enlightening and powerful. Let me give you some scripture. First Corinthians chapter six, verse nine, the ESV English Standard Version. Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither the sexual immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality. And Revelation chapter 21, verse 8, the ESV English Standard Version. But as for the cowardly, the faithless, the detestable, as for murderers, the sexual immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars, their portion will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. And I know that you will probably... If you're not crazy, or you just sold out the evil, but you don't want to end up in the the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death, you can avoid that. And how do we do that? Well, we've all broken the Ten Commandments. Have you ever lied? What do you call someone that lies? A liar. Have you ever took anything or stolen anything, borrowed something, never brought it back? Even a paperclip doesn't matter how much it's worth. It's just the intent. It's God judges us by thought, thoughts and intent. So if you borrowed something, didn't bring it back, a pen or whatever, it don't matter what it is. See, we're broken already. And lie, we've all lied, told stuff because we didn't want to get in trouble or something. Or didn't want to hurt somebody's feelings. It's still a lie. Don't matter. See, we take it for granted. God does not. God's standards are much higher than ours. We have low standards, especially when it comes to us. We've created a God in our own mind that's okay with everything we do, but that's not the God of the Bible. Because for God to be fair, he's got to judge us by his commandments that he stands. He doesn't change. People may change. Society changes, but God never changes. He's always the same. He's our standard. Let me give some salvation scripture. Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 10, King James Version. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God has risen from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Verse 10. For with the heart man believeth unto the righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made salvation. And Romans chapter 10, verse 13, King James Version. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And let me read you. Romans chapter 10, verse 14 and 15, the King James Version. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? 
verse 15, And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. And Romans chapter 10, verse 17, in King James Version, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Just that simple, man. Just that simple, I tell you. Yep. I'm going to give you... So... So let's go through it. Have you ever lied? What he calls one that lies, a liar. Have you ever stolen anything? What he calls one that steals, a thief. Have you ever looked at another person with lust? According to Jesus, you already committed, you've already committed adultery in your heart already. Have you ever hated anyone? According to Jesus, in your heart, if you hate someone, you've already committed murder in your heart. You see, and that's only what four, and there's ten. So. If God, is to, if God was to judge us by the Ten Commandments, His moral law, would, would, be, would we be innocent or guilty, or you would be, or would you be innocent or guilty? Heaven or hell? We would be guilty and on the way to hell. That's why we need a Savior. That's why we need Jesus. It's kind of like I've heard from Ray Comfort said, it's kind of like you go into a doctor's office and he has to tell you your disease before he can tell you the cure, because you won't take it serious unless you know you have this disease that's going to kill you. So the doctor says, hey, you got this disease, and you don't, unless you take this medicine, you're going to die. So therefore, you want that medicine, right? Because you know it's going to help you. It's the same thing, when we come to Jesus, it's like you're on a plane that's about to crash, and someone gives you a, a parachute. That parachute may be clumsy or bulky or whatever and hard to handle, but you got to hang on to it and don't care what anybody says to you because that's going to save you from the jump to come. Jesus saves you from the judgment to come. That's why we need Christ because we're guilty in need of a Savior. And once you come to Christ, then you, you know, and then, then you have to grow in Christ. You have to read the Bible daily without fail and start doing what it says. Study, read, find a good Bible-believing teaching church so you can go and grow and grow, and, and you go to make mistakes, you go to fail, you go to fall, you keep getting up, and you repent of your sins, you ask God for forgiveness, and continually put your trust in Christ, and He will help you to grow. And after a while, you know, then you'll start to understand a lot of things, and then serving, serving God will be part of your life. That will be your life. It should be first. I'm going to give you some resources to help you to understand further. You can go. To, this is all on YouTube and websites. Dr. Vody Bauckham. You can find him on YouTube, and you can put his name in the search engine, and his website will pop up. R.C. Sproul with Ligonier Ministries, L-I-G-O-N-I-E-R Ministries, YouTube, and you can go to all search engines. It'll pop up. His writings and YouTube stuff and whatever is fantastic. And you can go to his website is uh, com or .org. But it's, just put Ligonier to prop it up, R.C. Sproul. Um, Living Waters with Ray Comfort. That's YouTube and livingwaters.com. Answers in Genesis with Ken Ham. Answers in Genesis.org and YouTube. Well Bills with David Barton. And he covers a majority of... American Christian history and some around the world. And uh, you can also go to wellbuilders.com and on YouTube. 
Dr. Walter Martin on YouTube, waltermartin.org. And you can also go to Apologia Studios with Pastor Jeff Durbin. Uh, and that's A-P-O-L-O-G-I-A Studios, S-T-U-D-I-O-S, with Pastor Jeff Durbin, G-E-F-F-D-U-R-B-I-N. And he's on YouTube, and you can also listen on the audio on Apple Podcast. It's called Apologia Studios, and you can go on the website, apologiastudios.com. And he also has a section there with uh, Dr. Greg, Greg Bonson. Um, and it's a free seminary. It's all the years of Dr. Greg, Greg Bonson. There, I think they call it Bonson U. Um, really, really good, and it's free because he passed on. He's died, but the family gave Apologia Studios and uh, Pastor Jeff Durbin all of his recordings and stuff. You literally get a free seminary education. How cool is that? And you can follow us on YouTube, Rumble, and on audio platforms, audio podcast platforms, which are Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Amazon Music, Overcast, Chrome, G Potter, Firefox, Safari, iTunes, Audible, Alexa, Google, Podbean, Internet Explorer, Facebook, Podcast Addict, and others. Oh, and that um, Dr. R.C. Sproul, his website is uh, uh, ligonier.org. That's L-I-G-O-N-I-E-R.org. So, you've got good information today. Oh, yeah, let me continue. I'm sorry. Uh, if And also, if you would like to reach us, um, we are, you can correspond with me via email, Bible Education Institute, all lowercase, at gmail.com. Again, it's Bible Education Institute at gmail.com. If you need a Bible, we'd be glad to send you one. Um, and you can also go to our website, which is all lowercase Bible-Education-Institute.webnode.com. A webnode is W-E-B-N-O-D-E dot com. Um, and also, if you need Bibles and books and stuff, you can go to, like, uh, the used books area. They have new and used, and that's ABA Books, A-B-E Books. And thrift books, and you can also go to Amazon, of course, and all the other sellers. I just gave you those two uh, eight books and three bo thrift books. Has some good deals and uh, like used Bibles that are very good. And if you put in the search engine T TCT Network, um, and when once you go on there, you can go to on-demand programs. The videos there, and there's two that are really good that I encourage. That's Faith and History with William Federer, and that's all of Christian history. And, and, of course, America, too. And Ancient Jewish Wisdom with Rabbi Daniel Lappin. And he, he really explains the Old Testament pretty good. So, until next time, read the Bible daily without fail and do what it says.